This episode of Lawyers Tell All is brought to you by the Intake Academy. Are you ready to convert more callers to qualified cases, rapidly qualify good cases, and transform unqualified prospects to advocates for your firm, whether you're able to handle their case or not? Visit www.intakeacademy.com and discover how to cement relationships with more of your ideal clients. Get them to commit to you and send you more referrals than you ever thought possible. Welcome to the Lawyers Tell All podcast, where Chris Mullins, the preeminent sales and communications consultant in the legal industry, shows you how it looks through lawyers' eyes. Here, innovators in the trenches provide powerful insights that help you connect with new clients, handle the sometimes harsh realities of the legal profession, and embrace the mindsets needed to succeed. Be sure to visit our website at www.lawyerstellall.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, tune in, and let's take a deep dive. Hello, everyone. It's Chris Mullins, the phone sales doctor with the Intake Academy and Lawyers Tell All. And today I'm going to be interviewing Molly McGrath. And Molly is going to tell you all about herself. Go ahead, Molly. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes, my name is Molly McGrath, and I am founder of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. Um, we began, we've been serving in the legal space for 25 years now, since 1997. And the focus of our business is Bluffy retained search staffing for law firms across the nation. In addition to, we have a 12-week certification program called the Law Firm Admin Bootcamp. We've been blogging since 2008 on all tips, tricks, and techniques to support um, business owners, um, lawyers, entrepreneurs, and attorney or their employees, which I have coined entrepreneurs. There you go. That's perfect. So how did you get started with, let's just say, the legal business? Yes. So I fell into the legal business. I was in my late 20s and moved from New York to Colorado. And um, thankfully, had a job in New York where I could take a personal leave of absence and um, and come back and have my job. So I kind of went on a vision quest at a young oh, age of 20. Did you go on a real vision quest? Yes. Oh, ish, ish. Took an eight week, six and a half, uh, six and a half week road trip cross country. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And landed up in Denver. I had a friend here. This is my ultimate destination. I'm like, you know what? I'm not one to sit around. So let me go and look for a job. Mm-hmm. And um, answered an ad in the old school classified papers back then when people did that. <laughs> and they had newspapers. <laughs> and I found uh, my first job I applied for and interviewed for was with a national organization that served estate planning and other law attorneys. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I had zero experience, thankfully, with the law or an attorney and um, fell in love with the organization, fell in love with their interview style. And um, and the rest is history, as they say, especially I feel really grateful that I w- was experienced to estate planning and elder law attorneys first and foremost. Um, they just really had full control of their calendar. So easy to access. I ran a coaching department for the company. I was their legal mm-hmm admin assistant. And um, I just, just 
fell in love with their service-based heart. Hmm, okay. And so how did you get started in, in your business? How did that happen as far as picking that for the niche? With yes. So part of the organization was um, every two months, they would go away and hold a collegium. And it was a conference that was held for the attorneys and their support staff to support them in all things practice management, in addition to technical legal breakout sessions, etc. Well, I was fortunate enough to have an amazing, amazing boss that had a coaching background. Um, Like I said, he started the first coaching program that I'm aware of in the legal industry back in the mid 90s that was really specific for state planning and elder law attorneys. And we'd go to the conferences and I'd sit at the the proverbial breakfast table. And to the left, the attorney would say, business is great, but for the employees. And then I turned to the right and the employees would say, business is great, but for the clients, I can't get my work done because they're always bothering me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then they would say things to tune of my attorney won't let go of control. My attorney's a control freak. They're horrible at delegating. They aren't available to give us proper time, attention, feedback, and training, what have you. So I went to my boss at the time, like, there's a massive disconnect here. Mm -hmm. There is, um, they both want the same thing. They're not speaking the same language and they don't have the tools. I know we're coaching attorneys every single day, but what about the support staff? What about the employees? And he said, great idea. You build it. And so from there, I really designed what back then was called the key assistant training program. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the attorneys would be in a conference room and my business partner at the time, Lainey Lyons, and I would take the employees in the next room over, take them in a breakout session, teach them how to instill confidence into their attorney to actually delegate to how to learn how to step up and lead, learn how to protect their attorney's time, confidence, a calendar, how to manage a calendar, how to manage the front of the house, all the things, because by and large, the attorney's stuck in the conference room all day long. If they're lucky, they have yeah, a full, if, lucky, if yeah. they have a full calendar. And, you know, my perspective has always been, listen, attorney, you got to train the front of your house. You have to train your support team because if they don't understand, so go the calendar, so go cash flow. Mm-hmm. If you don't have appointments on your calendar, your job's irrelevant because you have no existing in or prospective clients to meet with. Yeah. And so really, it sounds like what you're saying is the staff has to coach the attorney. I tell them, they would say to me, I feel like a professional babysitter. Why do I always have to? I said, you are. And it's an absolute honor. Your job is to become a professional nag for them. That's to become a project manager, to become a CEO or COO at heart where you're not bothering them to reminding them the cause and effect and what's at stake if we don't get X, Y, and Z done, especially if you have a deadline-driven practice that's dictated with other opposing counsel and or the court or what have you. So once I could get the team to really embrace their voice and being that CEO at heart, if you will, and really understand their job is to be a professional nag. One of the things I have them do when they first start out, like 
I want you to shadow your attorney for five days, Monday through Friday, when you, this part of the training and onboarding process, go and shadow them and see all the two by four swinging at them all day long. So if you think that they're intentionally forgetting to get you back those documents to, you know, after they review them to print and assemble them or what have you, you're crazy. That's not their intention, but they follow them around for five days. They'd say, oh my gosh, they don't even have time to go to the bathroom. I didn't even see them drink a cup of water or have any food all day. Then they're like, I, I got, I'm a, I will take a bullet from my attorney. I will do everything to remind them and make it as simplistic and easy as possible for them to get their signature, to get them to review a document and consistently remind them of the cause and effect if we miss this deadline or I don't get an answer or response to them, which ultimately we're all in service to the client. Mm-hmm. Did you have to deal with, um, I don't know what some people are going to think when they hear me say this, but it's so mostly staff tend to be women, right? In, in these admin roles, well, for the most part, it just happens to be. Well, yeah, I, I would say probably, yeah, a good 70%. Yeah. So did you ever have to deal with the idea of... Um, the staff being like, you know what, I really resent it. You know, I'm not, I'm not their wife. No, no, I, I haven't heard that from many yeah. people. It, what I've heard the resistance from support team is they're just afraid of getting yelled at. So especially if they have previous experience of they're always picking from the past. Oh, the last time I reminded my prior boss, they screamed at me or I got fired yeah. or they told me I was stupid. They're, they're worried about the emotions and they're worried about the, the response if it's not favorable. And sometimes it's not. We're all human beings. We're stressed out, what have you. If the attorney says, I don't have time right now or what have you, just finding different ways to come at them. But they actually, I didn't hear that from them at all. There were one was at or number two, if they had to have a crucial conversation or what I'd like to call a courageous conversation with the attorney, they're afraid they're going to break down in tears. And they're really afraid of bringing their emotions and showing up unprofessional. Yeah. What about, so the, the admin team members, they sound like they're carrying a lot of weight. You know, they have a lot of responsibility at the firm, right? And are some of them also doing intake as well? Yes. Yeah. I mean, depending on the size of the firm and the magnitude of the firm, of course, that will discern how many bodies are in the building, if you will. But yes, they're carrying the weight. Think about it. The administrative assistant, and you can use any term if you want. Receptionist, paralegal, legal assistant. Some firms you're wearing two or three hats. The average firm, each employee is wearing three hats of some magnitude at any given day. What percentage differentiates based on the caseload, what have you. But yeah, their desk is the dumping ground. My opinion your intake team, your admin team, the people on the front lines are the most important position within the firm. They are their their desk is a dumping ground. They see everything from internal to external. Mm-hmm. So from the hiring point of view, we've got to make sure that the folks that we're attracting know what they're up against. Like 
all everything. So they're make it's a good match. Yes. I mean, when it comes time to attracting people or what have you, sometimes I'm, I have firms that their ads that they have, especially if they're smaller firms or what have you, you might be intake, but you also might be file processor. You also might be running bills and being the billing coordinator as well, what have you. Just being really, really clear. Some There are people that are made for that. I have one yeah. firm that, you know, I wrote the ad there looking for a legal assistant. And basically in the ad, we said, you're going to be wearing four different hats. You're going to be billing coordinator. Mm-hmm. You're going to be intake. You're also going to be processing files. Listen, we don't have any systems here. It's kind of a hot mess here. But if you feel like you're the right person and you can handle this, please apply. We had 49 people apply in one hour to that position. They're like, this is what I did for my first law firm. I took it from one person where I wear all hats to growing it to a $2 million firm and a team of 12. And here's why. When they can show you the math and show you exactly where they've done that in their previous, there are a lot of people. That's an ad I would reply to. I'd be like, oh, game on. Uh, Let me get in there, whip everything into shape. Let me support you. I love to help a stressed out, burned out, you know, overtaxed entrepreneur. Yeah. And so what about the attorneys? Do they get some kind of coaching to help them deal with running the business? Yes. Yeah. I mean, through my program. Yeah. Through your program. Well, you know, here, here's the thing. They do get it, but um, I tell the, I tell the attorney, give me your team and let them become legal leaders, leading legal leaders. Really, truly, they should be able to run everything from the people, from the process, from the production, which ultimately impacts the profitability. I have a few select firms that I work one-on-one with, the entrepreneur, with the attorney, with the business owner, on teaching them on how to, to operate the business and grow and scale the business in a way that makes sense and supporting them that through my 66-day law firm turnaround. But I'm very selective of who I take on because it's one-on-one, highly customizable, and they have to be open and coaching and have an appreciation for at least an openness to delegate to their team. Yeah, open to coaching. That's always interesting, right? You never know who it's going to be and if they're really open. I mean, if they're not going to be really open, they're not going to get anything out of it. Right. So what about the hiring part of what you do? What does that look like? So our hiring process is very, and for any of your listeners, I'm happy to share our process with them as well. We do flat fee retained search, which means most legal recruiters right now are charging anywhere from 25 to 32% of annual salary. I'm not a huge fan of that model because I want to have a flat fee for our recruiting services and we get paid the same amount, whether we find you the best person for you know, pennies on the peanuts, or if we find the best person that will come a little higher than you had anticipated Mm -hmm. within your budget to pay. So we work for the law firm. The unemployment rate right now for associate attorneys is 0.8%. It's it's tough out there right now. Mm -hmm. However, you know, I always tell people when it comes time for hiring, you have to remember you're hiring the human being versus the human doing first and foremost. So when it comes time for ad placement, get rid of all of these very cathartic ads that we used to play where we would make people run through 10 million hoops just by paying attention to detail 
in the ad anymore. Your job is to talk to as many associates as possible. Paralegals, it's a little better. It's around 1.3% when I looked, um, you know, about a month ago. So that it's tight out there in the legal space, predominantly for those two positions, associate attorneys and paralegals. So you have to really take a look internally because people are interviewing you as a human being first Mm -hmm. and foremost it's not about money anymore really isn't i've had people take thirty thousand dollar pay cut um pay cuts just to go leave big firm to work with small boutique law firm Mm -hmm. because they're connected to the heartbeat of the business people want to work for people Mm -hmm. they don't want to be paid paper pushers. Mm -hmm. They want to be connected to the vision. So I tell people, when you are getting ready to hire, these are the questions people are asking about hands down, your culture, your communication, your collaboration within your law firm, more than they are worried about money and Cadillac benefits. Mm -hmm. And so being noticed is really important. So they're going to be more noticed when they go to the smaller law firms you know, they're being paid attention to more. Yeah, well, I think they're being appreciated is the term Mm -hmm. that they would use and they're involved, Mm -hmm. involved. So to the flip side of that, when people are leaving and they'll come to me, they're like, I was hired and I'm stuck in a corner and I don't communicate with anyone all day, whether it's virtual, in office, what have you. There's no, you know, I'm hired as an attorney, but right now I'm really serving as a paralegal because I'm doing a lot of paperwork. I'm doing a lot of research, what have you. But I want to have that weekly case review meeting where we're bantering around strategy, where I get to talk about legal ease so I can show up as a thought leader, whether in the courtroom or in the conference room with the client. So you're you're mostly hiring folks that are currently or have experience as paralegal or associate attorneys. They're already experienced in it. Pardon? Are you, are you hiring people for firms that are already experienced with law firms? Uh, yeah, if they're an attorney or a paralegal. Yeah, do they have to be an attorney or a paralegal already? No, I we hire all positions from marketing coordinator to intake coordinator to yeah. a term people use, non-attorney salesperson, mm-hmm. um, CEO, PLA. Okay, so that's really good. And how intense is your training for the different people that you're hiring? So what what are some of the things that you do so that the firm doesn't have to? Uh, We work on job descriptions, making sure there's key performance indicators to every job description. Mm -hmm. You'd be amazed at how many people do not even have a job description or they were handed a job description and it's never let, they never looked at it since the day they got hired. But then the reason they get fired or the upset with the law firm is that they're not achieving their goals for what they've been hired, but it's a lack again of communication and connection and accountability around that. Mm -hmm. So our 12 week program, we work on um, calendar, 
how to manage a calendar, how to create the ideal law firm calendar. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the support team are coming to the attorney and interviewing them very much like this, asking them what their standards are, what it is they want to accomplish. How many initial consultations do we need? What's our conversion rate from initial consultation to people hiring us? How, what do we want to do about our follow-up process? Mm-hmm. What do we need for paying clients? So we go through calendar, we go through job descriptions, each person and the team goes through a time effectiveness uh, exercise. They create their own personal time template. We work on what their KPIs are for hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual. Mm -hmm. So we work on employee growth plans where every quarter, every employee has an employee growth plan that they review with their manager, supervisor, attorney, entrepreneur, whatever term resonates with your listeners. Um, we work on hiring to empower the team to start taking over hiring okay. for the support yeah. staff. So mm-hmm. team hire team. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are going to manage them, train them, lead them. We go through an entire workshop on how to build processes and eat in your area without waiting on the attorney to do that. So I'm really empowering them to get it to a place where when you hire leaders, when you hire people who in their blood don't have to be managed, then you really, there isn't a tremendous amount of need for management, just a tremendous amount for leadership. Mm -hmm. And the different programs you have, you have more than just the 12 week program, right? Why don't you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I have the 12-week law firm admin boot camp, mm-hmm. and then also um, our smart hire recruiting process, and then the 66-day law firm turnaround. That is one-on-one, highly customized where I'm working with the entrepreneur, with the managing attorney, founding attorney, the uh, owner of the firm or owners of the firm. Mm-hmm. And through that, we work through for 66 solid days. And the reason it's 66 days is because that's how long it takes to create habits um, and to actually see. Wait a second, wait a second. What happened to the 21 days? <laughs> no, 21 days was replaced forever ago with 30 days and then 30 days. Now they've tested, measured, tracked it. It's now 66. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) Too much information coming at us. Yeah. 66 days. Okay. And so how, how often do you meet with them? Like once a week or once a week, every single week, same place, same time. We kick off with the three hour VIP session. We, I call that, it's like taking the junk drawer out and dumping it on the proverbial conference room table. And then we put it in its compartments, which typically break down to people, process, production, profitability, and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so those are the five key areas that we work on for systemization, coming up with key performance indicators, and then getting every member on the team for the various departments enrolled. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's probably like an intense program, right? I mean, it sounds like it. Six (laughs) days every single week. And it's just you, right? Coaching them. Me personally, yes. Yeah, so I have a funny feeling. It's probably probably intense and productive at the same exact time, right? Uh, yeah, th- that's exactly what I hear. People are like, oh, I see you on my calendar. I don't know if I want to hug you or punch you. I know. It's very <laughs> cathartic. It's, it's very cathartic, but um, it, absolutely impactful. 
You and know, I, I have a guarantee that I will work with you beyond the 66 days if we haven't accomplished your goals by that point for free. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So I've been looking at these uh, words behind you. So why don't you talk a little bit about them? Permission to lead. Yes. So that's the theme for our team empowerment, um, um, our 12-week program that we're doing in the law firm admin boot camp. It's fascinating because when I do the intake process for before the team members, I have the attorney fill out, you know, what's working, what's not working. I have them answer the question that in 12 weeks from now, if the following would be accomplished, And what I'm hearing from the team is that we do not have permission to lead. Mm -hmm. What I hear from the attorneys is I wish that people would stop delegating up to me and actually step up and lead. Mm -hmm. So again, they want the same things. And I consistently every single week have to remind the team when they come back and say, well, I tried this and this didn't work or my boss didn't X, Y, and Z or what have you. I have to keep reminding them that they have permission to lead. So try it another way. Maybe you didn't ask in a way, or maybe you didn't communicate the beginning, the middle, the end, and the why to your attorney. Maybe you didn't speak into their listening in a way that makes a difference for them, which is typically the impact on their reputation, the impact on the client, if we don't do the impact on closing and conversion rates. So you have to speak into an entrepreneur's mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. versus attorney, I put that on your chair or your desk or emailed that you and you didn't get back to me. I mean, perfect example is I had a law firm this morning that was talking about I that they said the greatest thing that I am getting out of your program again attorneys aren't in my program and they try to be in there like what are you teaching my and every every at the end of every week I make a video for the attorneys I'm like here's what your team learned this week but here's what you need to give them which is typically time attention and feedback but a perfect example is the, an attorney who does tremendous amount of e-filings in the state of Massachusetts. They will only allow the managing attorney or the licensed attorney to receive the emails after the e-filing go out for them to sign them, right? They were all going to spam in the attorney's email and the attorney didn't know it. And the employee never came back, the legal assistant to each week to say, okay, great. I did these five e-filings today. Did you get them in your email or go into their email and actually find them, print them out, have the attorney sign them or find this employee finally started doing it. She kept saying to me, the attorney doesn't ever sign the e-filings. Now we're missing the deadlines. We have to start all over. But, but, but I'm like, well, you need to, what's the process? It goes to their email. So follow up with them. And it's these little two millimeter yeah. shifts that make all the difference. Now the process is absolutely documented. The legal assistant knows to file them every single day from 1130 to 12, because the attorney has open hours at 12 o'clock. She walks in the office at 12 o'clock, goes in their spam, pulls up the five or six or 10 or what have you, and says, boom, sign, done. It, mm-hmm. And they tracked it. It's three minutes of time. Mm-hmm. Versus all the frustration of somebody not stepping up and leading. Yeah. Because they didn't realize they had permission to do that. Right, permission to lead. Yeah, I would imagine. So well, how, how do you handle it with the attorney? Because you're doing all this, the great stuff with the admin and teaching them, you know, permission to lead, all of that. But the attorney has to be on board because if they're not on board, then everything that you're doing is 
is all for naught, right? So how do you get the attorney on board so that when the team goes back after classes and starts acting a certain way, the attorney is open to it and embraces it? Well, they're on board first and foremost, because honestly, it's the attorney that's paying and registering for the admins to be there by and large. So they're enrolling their team for some reason, because they're feeling the rub, they're feeling the pain as much. So that's number one, they are by and large on board with the overall arching concept. Now, then the attorney comes in and I make a video right when they, they, the attorney gets a video immediately when they register attorney, here's your homework. You're paying this money, not only the money, but the time for your team to come to class every Tuesday, every Thursday. There's a significant, especially if you shut down your entire law firm to attend this. Mm -hmm. And so you're putting the time and energy and effort and money in anyways. Here's what you need. You need to, when your team comes back to you and makes suggestions for, they start to send daily progress reports right away. You need to actually read them. And here's what you're reading them. Mm -hmm. Here's what you're looking for. And here's what I want you to pay attention to. They're doing daily huddles that are treated like a locker room huddle before you go on the the game day, you know, Super Bowl (laughs) winning playing field. So you have to give them 15 minutes of time every single day to be able to for just 12 weeks to be for allow for them to show up and demonstrate their leadership skills. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that they have to commit to in the beginning to be supported in it. If not them, then is there another supervisor PLA or somebody who serves as that mediator in between? Mm -hmm. This would be good for law schools. They, They should have this in law schools, these kind of classes, right? Yeah. Just to teach to teach the attorneys. I mean, there is a business here. It's not just what you learn in the books. I know. And I hear that from attorneys and I have for 25 years. They they teach it. They um I'll hear two one of two things. They don't teach us how to run a business in law school. Or number two, attorneys will really beat themselves up and say, I'm a terrible manager. I'm not good at managing people. I'm like, well. Give yourself a break because if you're really great at being a manager, you'd be a general manager at Chili's or something. You're that's not the highest use of your time to really be an extraordinary manager. But however, if you hire right and you give your team access to programs such as mine and yours and others, and you delegate a lot of the training and delegate the coaching and what have you. And if they have a deep desire and a deep curiosity for it and you hire it, right. Then really, truly all you need to show up is for vision. You need to continually remind them of vision and your mission and where you're headed and enroll them into that and what role they play into it. In fact, they'll probably tell you what role they see themselves playing into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's great for them to, feel like they have the authority that they can stand up and say that kind of thing to to the attorney. What else would you like anybody to know about your 12 weeks? Is there anything else you'd like to share about that? You know, one of the things I say for attorneys, I know it sounds, I just uh, um, contributed to an article for the ABA yesterday on about eliminating meetings. There's Shopify, I think the company is. They're eliminating all company meetings for Q1 of 2023. 
I know meetings seem like we don't have time. I hear over and over again from busy, from attorneys, we're so busy, but think about it. This is my parting words for you. Number one, I would say, stop saying how busy you are and, and emulating that through the walls of your office, because the second you're out of, you're not busy, you're out of business. Mm. And so your team is picking up on that. So they're not going to come to you when there's a really critical matter. Mm -hmm. We're about ready to get fired by a client, you know, whatever there's high stakes, but the message they're hearing so often when they come to my program, they're like, well, everyone's so busy. I'm like, did you bring this to the attention that you just opened up a file and found on cash checks? Like, no, everyone's so busy. I'll wait. I'll wait until when we meet. But if you don't have a structure for consistently meeting with your team and giving them available lies, available tension, available feedback and leadership and what have you, you know, you're probably doing it anyways. And even if not more, I'll tell you the average law firm, when I start having them come to this standard of face-to-face communication, whether in a Zoom room or what have you, Mm -hmm. they're wasting 2.5, they're getting back 2.5 hours a day per person by eliminating communication ping pong, especially now with these Slack channels and these team channels. (laughs) And they're destroyed. You're taking more time. Every email I send out, it's going to come back with, 10 to 12 different questions from the person. And then it goes back and forth and then it has different conversation. It's, it's highly ineffective. If you could give your team 15 minutes a day and allow them to manage and lead and facilitate the conversation, this is why we don't like meetings, lack of agenda, lack of facilitation and lack of debrief at the end, clarifying and verifying what the next steps and the goals are. Mm -hmm. And if you can really stop, leaning on technology and the communication ping pong with email and Slack channels and Voxer channels and whatever else is out there and get back to the basics, get back to human communication. Again, ran and facilitated properly and professionally and impactfully. It will turn your firm around. Well, that's wonderful. Fantastic. So tell everybody how they can find you, how they can talk to you, how they get to the next step. Sure. Yes. You can go to our website, hiringandandempowering.com, and you can subscribe. We drop a podcast every Tuesday, and um, Chris will be on my podcast here in a couple weeks, as well as a blog every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And my perspective is always to speak into the listening of both the employee and the employer so you get on the same playing field and create a massive breakthrough. Any emails or any other information for people? Sure. My, yeah. yeah, you absolutely. My email is molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at hiringandempowering.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Thank you. We'll talk to you again. So maybe we'll do this again sometime. Yes, that would be great. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Lawyers Tell All, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Lawyers Tell All, where Chris Mullins takes you on a journey with lawyers in the trenches who show you the realities of what it takes to succeed in this chaotic, crowded, ever-changing profession. Remember to visit our website at www.lawyerstellall.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. 
We look forward to seeing you next time on Lawyers Tell All. Thank you.